Can you hear me? Did everyone leave? I'm all alone, aren't I? The Sunday Skypers. While we still have a couple Talislanta sessions to get out, I like to include a little variety. So this is our first Uncharted World session. We have Todd jamming the crew of the free trading ship, John Henry. We have Ari playing Omega, the ship's doctor, who also happens to be a clone of a well-known pop star. John playing Jason Flanders, a space merchant and navigator. Wilhelm playing Phoebe Kiergaard, the ship's engineer. Myself playing Jackson Kane, the ship's technocrat. Unfortunately, we've had some technical issues with some of our recordings, and this is one of them. The issues have been resolved, but there will be a few problem sessions. My input is particularly bad in this session and was completely lost for some sections. So there may be some places where you don't hear anything from me when you should, but I don't say much, so it's no big loss. Anyway, sorry about the quality. If you happen to be sampling this podcast for the first time, they don't all sound this bad. Hopefully you can still enjoy this. All right, uh, Ori, you weren't there for the last portion of the last session, right? No, I had to go. What did we do that Ari missed? The, The one point that was a data point is I told each of the characters, what are you bringing to Marsk Station, which orbits the dead world of Marsk Eta? Uh, and it's a research station. It's been more or less established that the primary export of this planet that you've left is agriculture. And mainly that's what uh, Silvis, uh, Captain Trask, is bringing as agro products. Jackson is uh, maybe smuggling data. <laughs> Phoebe, uh, somewhere along the way, we picked up a experimental salvaged jump drive that is literally cargo netted to the one of the docking points. Jason has uh, also some cargo in the form of electronic toys with the word dubious after it. Oh, so, sorry. Dubious so, electronic toys. I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, you're thrown off the back of a truck. He owns nine-tenths of or something oh, like that. Oh, okay, okay. I probably will bring medical technology with me. Okay. Medical technology actually just, like, sent off sparks. What kind of medical technology? Uh, Various and sundry instruments and things they probably never would have heard of. It's a research station. (laughs) This is something that Second Life has specifically requested that they can't do or can't legally get. Or it's of the more mundane type, such as uh, refined pieces of equipment that it's easier to, or it needs to be imported and can't be fabbed locally. I was thinking the first thing, actually. Some, some perhaps illicit things. Yeah. Are you just acting as a courier, or do you actually know what this is? I probably have a working knowledge of what it is, but I wouldn't touch it if it's a 10-foot pole if I didn't have to. Okay, well, we'll give it a name then. Aggressive recombinant DNA. It sounds so safe. <laughs> it's something stuff they, they actually can't manufacture themselves, so it's, it's an expendable that they have to order on a regular basis. Or it might be something by treaty and common sense are not supposed to have. See, unfortunately, I did not get to spend time making deck plan. In general, the, the uh, three decks, 
you have bridge navigation, the technical stuff. You have crew quarters. To the left and right of crew quarters, you have airlocks that go to uh, extensions. That is where you normally dock and where you exit and enter the ship under normal circumstances. And then the third deck of the HAB is life support, probably uh, sick bay and engineering. Then uh, below that, you you have the uh, first thruster ring. Then you have the cargo shield and then the, the spine of the ship. And then it goes back towards engines. I currently imagine that we are is we have successfully completed the uh, jump from unnamed agricultural planet. We're all in inbound. Basically, you're coming in ass first because you yep. went through at high speed, made the jump. You turn around. Yeah, there's a brief burst of uh, not burst, a brief p- period of zero g as you rotate the ship, and then the the engines kick in and gravity reasserts mm-hmm. itself. You're coming in uh, towards Marsk Station. And as usual, Captain Trask is up in the bridge. Uh, communications are going back and forth. Say, we are the free trader, uh, John Henry, with consumables uh, from Hans Landing. A- a- and the usual drills going on. Uh, ETA of about six days is given for deceleration. And a, e- even a, a docking position is given. And we're going to start with, if you have a project that you're doing during this next six days, I need to know what it is and what resources you had to steal to get it completed. (laughs) Is that for everyone? Yeah, because if you don't have a project, then you we're going to throw out a uh, cramped quarters roll as you're bored out of your skull. I'm busy. uh, Oh, wait, what's that skill again I have? Acumen. What's... Profitably exploitable here. It is almost immediately obvious from uh, scanning the various forms. Boredom is the greatest enemy because it's either work or not work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and this is some potential boredom breakers. Uh, make an assessment roll. Can I apply my um, cosmopolitan to this so I can get some extra data points out of it? Sure. It's I got an eight. And that, that's with modifiers included? I forgot to add my modifier, which would be my expertise. So that would be a 10 then. Ah, so that earns you a data point and a significant piece of information. As part of the culture of boredom, practical jokes are taken to an art form here. Mm. Actually, I get three data points out of this. I actually get four data points because of my cosmopolitan skill. If I understand correctly, every data point is uh, an exploitable piece of information. Yes. Yeah. So the practical jokes are some kind of something you could use at some point, right? right. Yeah. So we need yeah. boredom yeah. is the other one, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know that one, I think, intimately. Okay. It can be burned to uh, give a bonus, for example. Two others would be what? Any, any trends, musical preferences, you know, like maybe glitter glam. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ballroom dancing. Because it's social, and it's something you have to practice, and it helps with the boredom. Of course, they don't know if that's going to help you. It's just, there's data, then there's useless data. <laughs> sure, so probably they disadvantage. Yeah, they're probably doing both, both the uh, under-acceleration and the free-fall version of ballroom dancing. Uh, question, uh, is this like the sector, or just this station? What's the extent of this um, info? Probably. 99% of the people are on the Marsk station. There might be some asteroid hoppers out there and maybe uh, some explorers and the like. Mm-hmm. But this 
this setup was designed specifically to limit people's mobility. You know, it's like everyone's in one basket and probably under constant surveillance. I like the idea of like having a research station where in the off hours people change into ballroom dress and, and <laughs> do ballroom dancing. <laughs> And one more data point then. So practical jokes, boredom, ballroom dancing, and... There is also a foodie culture because, mm. again, it, 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 it revolves back to uh, boredom. It, it's like people, it's just like, my senses are craving for mushrooms. No, oh, no, anything but mushrooms. Cool. That occupies Jason. Flipping hats, uh, I'm just going down with the list I have here. Phoebe, do you have a project you're working on? If not... Who are you getting under the skin of? Dun, 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 dun. Sorry, I was I was muted. Take a drink. <laughs> so tough choice. Um, but I think I think I'm going to go with a project in order to sort of uh, have a team building boredom offstaving thing to do. Me and the crew are making a. It is practical, but it's meant to be like in theory. Uh, it kind of works, but it's not like, you know, we didn't mean for it to work. It's kind of a, this, this sort of scrap launcher just to make something that, that everyone can help work on, right? And everyone's, you know, excited about making things, making, uh, you know, engineering jobs that shoot things. So, because that's, everyone thinks that's fun. So that's what we're doing. Uh, we're making a scrap launcher together. Um, and, you know, hoping nobody else notices. I almost imagine this as uh, like the the ulterior purpose is an elaborate game of tag. <laughs> uh, you, you sit there and you and you make make your your weapon. It has to, of course, be non lethal. Then you have to launch it at an unexpected member of the engineering team, and uh, if they get tagged, then they have to turn around and tag someone else. I, I super like that idea. The only thing I have against it is, do we have enough materials to like for everyone to make their own little like launcher? Because well, the idea I, I had, like, <laughs> I think it's super cool because it's it's like we're bored. Oh, let's have a you know scrap fight. But the idea I had was like everyone can get engaged. It's sort of like work, right? We're all working together to make this one thing. So it's a team building exercise in that sense. That uh, you know, I, I think Phoebe would be practical that way. Real gun, not a tail gun. <laughs> <laughs> so, so now I'm imagining something more like an electromagnetic beanbag launcher. Sure, sure. I'm sure nobody would put anything other than beanbags in it. <laughs> I mean, Fair that's enough. just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> How fast are you firing these beanbags? That could be lethal. <laughs> That, that's part of the science. Is, is it? So, so safety is a priority. Yeah, so you do not want to punch a hole in your hole. Uh, no, we probably put up a plate or something from something. And we're sure it'll hold. Because we're engineers, most of us. It's mostly 99% safe. You put your eye out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll throw this out as a question. Who takes it too far? Uh, God. I wonder if that's Juanita. Like, because if she's the newest and she's a little, like, um, introverted or, like, uh, shy-ish, like, having something to, like, pour herself into with work and getting excited about, I think that's that's something that um, gets her. So, clearly, she takes it too far. She is a jump drive tech. She is very clever, so she will totally be able to uh, get this project running. Awesome. Don't ask how. <laughs> So if you might get a call from the from the upper deck saying, Miss Kiergaard? 
Are you doing something down there with electric magnet- magnets? Because uh, I'm getting interference. The space station just went 90 degrees to the left. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just a radiation storm. Don't worry about it. Okay, cool. Omega, project or cramped borders craziness? Project. There's some strange sounds coming out of my room. If you're going to be mysterious, you have to elaborate as to what is the definition of strange. I think there's green lights coming out from under my door. Strobing or uh, pulsing? uh, Pulsing. pulsing. Oh, yeah, that sounds like mad science. And uh, I'm singing to myself, obviously. A particular song? (laughs) No, just random notes strung together. No words or anything. No, no real lyrics or anything. Just kind of humming or singing to myself. Just random notes. Hmm. And occasionally there's like a wet slapping sound. Okay. <laughs> okay, whose cabin's next to Omega's cabin? Well, that's got to be Jackson's. Jackson, project or boredom? Probably. We got this research thing. He's probably poking at their security to see whether easily penetrable or whether it'd be too much trouble. We so need fan mail in this game. <laughs> totally. I'm sure there's a role for that. If you're checking defenses, is that like a preamble setup move? Are you interested in learning about the system? Because maybe that's assessment. Yeah, since so, so you're not trying to crack the defenses, just trying to get an idea how strong they are. It still be assessment. Yes. Okay. The GM will reveal interesting information about the subject. You would think that they would put better security on this. I'll leave the temptation to you. <laughs> so is the da- is the data point? Does he get a data point? Nine. So are you going to probe and poke and see uh, if you can get inside and get a little bit more information about that? Maybe make some copies. Anything worth? Well, of course, or something with copying. So let's throw down with another roll and see where we where we stand. And that one is interface. I think straight up. Well, you do get some information out out of that. You can determine that uh, it doesn't have a lot of security, but it does have a uh, read once. I see virus is not the word. Trigger, we'll call it. So the, the idea is you give the data, that person gets the data, then you're left with a blank slate. You realize that it would take some serious hacking to get further without destroying the information. It was important enough to protect, but it was also important enough to destroy. All that doesn't take six days. So you're either left with uh, trying to uh, continue your efforts to hack it, or you can stand over the captain's shoulder and be a pest. Or I should say, what do you do? Maybe there's somebody you can get to help you. Hmm? I don't feel any of these people. <laughs> <laughs> Dig deeper or give it up. Maybe you want to get some dirt on some other crew members. Are we throwing out the uh, cryptic thing Omega is doing up for somebody trying to figure out what cryptic thing you're doing? Oh, that's that's perfectly up for scrutinization. Is that a cool thing? Would you be cool with someone finding out? Yeah, I'd be cool. Multi-main sensors that you can set up to try to figure out what craziness is going on. Or what? No. I'll take the lock. (laughs) You realize that we're all coming across as a little crazy? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that's a thing, though, because people can be (laughs) (laughs) stir-crazy. That's true. He does have an infiltration kit. Not to mention his workspace. I, I can totally see trying to repurpose sensors to scan, or I can see actually just trying to uh, pick the lock and get a peek. 
Is that another assessment? It depends upon your approach. Uh, if you're going to use sensors, you're, I'm assuming you're going to be assessing. If you're going to try to pick the lock, that's a uh, criminal skill? <laughs> is that how you describe that? Most interesting stuff seems to happen when Omega is in there. So we see what he can find out with sensors, and then maybe he'll uh, look to go in sometime when Omega's out, but we start with the sensors. Okay, well, throw down an assessment role then. Yeah, I, I know I probably shouldn't be using the names of the uh, moves, but eh, we, these I moves totally. These moves, your own moves, never. How do we repurpose those uh, external sensors? You might be able to pick up a life sign that lets you know when Omega's in the room, but that's about all you can get out of that. And sometime when you're out, we'll uh, break it. If you're looking for a like go-to move to do anything that is tricky, that is face adversity uh, on page. 18. So let's throw down face adversity plus stat. I imagine this would be expertise because you're trying to defeat the simple mechanical lock on the door. Okay. Uh, the danger is overcome. We'll offer you a cost or a hard choice. Okay. As you are picking the lock, you hear someone coming up the uh, lift. Either you can have a witness and get the door open or you can abandon it. <laughs> it's like, nope, nothing happened here. <laughs> Okay. Dirk, you somehow managed to avoid doing something for six days straight. <laughs> I think I'm going to inflict uh, cramped quarters on you, just because. When you've been trapped in cramped quarters, roll 2d6. Choose a character or NPC trapped here with you, and roll a die. Or two dice, as the case may be. There's no modifiers to the roll. What does a five... You got a five? Ow. Describe what caused the newest hurt feelings or bad but bad blood between you. So, who whose skin did you get under? Or misunderstanding? Aww. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are you doing that's setting me off? Are you, like, walking down to engineering and borrowing things so you can, like, uh, adjust your um, uh, sensors or something? Yeah. Whatever you're doing, I think it's messing with my sensors, so I'm complaining. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picking up sporadic electromagnetic pulses running through the ship. Okay, so you're constantly complaining, and I'm irritated that you're down there spying on us and always borrowing things. Or it's like, oh, well, I'm down there. Hey, what are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> Team building exercise. I'll fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you're on final burn uh, to Mars station when the engines cut out on schedule. Everyone goes into uh, free fall except for the occasional thrusters that jockey for position. Has everyone seen uh, the uh, pictures that I posted of the uh, John Henry, the external views? Yep. Yep. On the second deck, the, uh, either to port or starboard, there is an extension that's the airlock, and there's this large hexagonal door. The, the, for the John Henry, this is the standard airtight, door that it uses. And basically, it splits in the middle, half of it going up, half of it coming down to give you a visual of what this uh, door looks like when it's in operation. It is a bumpy connection. You, you can hear uh, Trask uh, complaining uh, uh, about something uh, wrong uh, with the, the docking sensors, like, says, like, they're either not calibrated properly or uh, there's a part missing. He's cussing up a storm and because uh, uh, that was a paint-scratching dock, and that's not what he wanted to do. <laughs> well, I checked the integrity of the of the connection to make, before we actually opened the, the airtight doors. <laughs> I don't open it uh, unless it 
safe. You have to override it if it's unsafe. So it's a smart door. Yeah, anytime uh, I come to an airtight door, I check the telltale to see if there's vacuum on the other side. Okay, one bit of trivia that I, I know we, we talked about and I forgot. Are we going with uh, a ship's computer or are we going with a uh, dedicated clone that runs the ship? We don't have to feed a computer. Yeah, but uh, in, in this setting, computers never made that AI jump. In but, some ways, yeah. dumb down the ship. And other, it's d- different sets of vulnerabilities. Let's put it that yeah. way. Uh, I just said I'm cool with either. Either is fine. Yeah. I feel computer too. That's my preference as well. Yeah. Much more reliable. Captain Trask, of course, is first in line. When the uh, hatch opens, as expected on the other side, there is a customs detail. There is the obligatory paperwork, but because you guys haven't been coming in for six days, all the forms are already filled out. All, all the declarations for not dubious cargo and data have already been agreed to, and there's probably already floating outside the, the uh, ship uh, cargo handling servos moving cargo t- containers around. Nice. And we managed to sell it before we even docked, or are we still in that process? It's a I'm lot of, of, of a variety of stuff. Some of it has been sold, probably was bought by the station and waiting to be tri- uh, shipped out. So yeah. so basically, you guys are just doing the, the uh, milk run part of it. Of course, Captain Trask wants to make a, more of a profit, so he's brought some sp- speculative vegetables and saying, I don't like this. I, I, I just know it. This hyper broccoli, it's the bombs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I am the ship's purser and, you know, I actually have the skills, so I guess I'll be his go-between if, unless, unless you want to totally NPC it. That, that's totally up to you. Uh, of course, failure means less profit. <laughs> mm-hmm. We will that's make what... some profit, but whether it's a great profit or not so much can be modified. Okay, what, class, what, what is the cargo class, then? Uh, if class. I remember correctly, the class is like the quality of the item more than quantity. Mm-hmm. So if, if it's yes. really the, the bare minimum scraping by crap, it's yeah. zero. Broccoli with yellow bits in it, that's going to cost zero. This is in the class two category because it's exotic foodstuffs to relieve the boredom and to satisfy the foodies and give them new ingredients to work with. Yeah, the captain at least did that uh, level of homework and, and knew that bringing boring foodstuffs uh, would possibly lose them money. We have that fractal broccoli. You ever seen that stuff? Do you okay. want me to make uh, a barter, barter roll on that then? No, not, not yet. What we have is a station umbilical that is ah. connecting the John Henry to the station itself. The station, if anyone bothered to look out the window, is a set of counter-rotating wheels with a neutral zero-G core that runs through it. And ships dock to the core, and then you move out to one of the rings uh, if you want some gravity. Most cargo handling and and, uh, business industrial applications happen in the central core, except for those few experiments that need to happen in zero gravity. Otherwise, everybody else is out on on the rims. Yeah, down this central corridor, you have customs officials. The first question out of their mouth to everyone is, what do you have to declare? Now, you said we've already declared most of our cargo. Of the non-dubious nature. So our personal stuff is what we get to declare at this point. If you wish. 
Sure. I'll declare mine. The, the customs Go. clerk. Uh, I, I should mention, most of these people are very uniform white with soft grays, and, and they have a hourglass-looking logo up over their heart. Uh, mm-hmm. And everyone here immediately recognizes that as oh. Second Life. But the customs officer ha- has a data slab, and as if you declare your electronic goods, uh, you will actually be assigned a market location for uh, selling that, those wares. Be aware that when you leave, there is the standard sales tax that will be deducted. Yes, uh, I'll, uh, I'll, pull up, I'll pull up my manifest and show them the, the everything that's in you know, my manifest and my Provence. Standard station rules apply. No weapons of mass destruction. No firearms unless uh, you are authorized. We're not as militant as uh, Krosnov, but we still have uh, respect and decency for all living things. Do not do unto others unless you want done unto. Very simple. A set of rules. They're civilized. Oh, so basically my anti-armor pistol will pass or not. Do you declare it? I don't want to get arrested. I, I'll pull it out with my with, with, with my appropriate you know, permits and say, you know, I'll, I'll lay it out. It's still in the holster. Holster detaches. And set down on the t- well, set, set down the velcro t- velcro stand and say, I also have this. Here's my uh, permit. Well, that all checks out. Um, be aware that uh, it is a crime to actually use that, but you are perfectly allowed to keep that for self defense purposes. Understood. Anything else, sir? Next, Omega Just, uh, just my, my medical supplies and obviously my freedom card. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great detail! Wonderful. You get a Benny for that. I have no idea what that will do in this game, but <laughs> <laughs> you gain your fellow players' approbation. There you go. You get that look like, "What the hell are you? Do you have anything to declare?" I'm going to hand them the card that says, "I am a free clone." Yeah, well, they got that, and that's why you got this the strange look on their face. Declare my um my medical supplies, which are I, I'm in a uh, pack on my back. No weapons? Nope. Thank you very much. We may be in touch. Okay. Yeah, okay. Well, if it's Phoebe, Phoebe will just sort of saunter by with her hands in her... Like, she's rolled down her um, overalls to her waist. She has some sort of jacket on, and she has her, like, uh, hands in her pockets. And she just glances at them while walking, and she just goes, Nothing right now. Get out of my face. (laughs) Have a nice day. (laughs) She doesn't dance, so she just keeps going. (laughs) Jackson. I'll probably give him the computer kit. Normal. Normal set of tools. If you're interested in working on the station, you can get a work permit down in the market section. I'm imagining we're leaving most of the crew on as a, a skeleton crew kind of thing. So there might be a couple of engineers and the like that also follow. They have nothing to declare. The customs officer says, stay out of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. So when you want to want people to notice stuff, would that be just an assessment role, or if if you're talking about GMing, if it's an yeah. obvious thing that everyone should know, just tell us. And if it's something that we need to make an effort f- to find out, then that would be assessment, right? Okay. Well, it's obvious enough to know that by passing through the tunnel, that uh, you are getting at least. Some scanning done, soft X-rays, uh, uh, electromagnetic scans, and stuff like that. Nothing invasive, nothing that will uh, penetrate security. But uh, if there's probably chemical sniffers involved, the net result is if you would have 
not declared something, it would have been found. So, but since you're all playing honest, uh, outstandingly uh, civil people, nobody gets electrocuted. Yay! <laughs> Get, is this like standard fare for for a station? So we would expect it to be like it thing? is. It is standard fare for stations that are well, kind of anal. I guess would be the word for it. Ah. So it's it's to be expected on a corporate run station that it wouldn't be as wild and woolly as say maybe a free trader station might be. So that way, I was able to pass off my infiltration kit that's in my coat as that's part of my computer kit. Oh, okay. That's good to know. So, would that be face adversity then? Um, if he has something that would that would violate the um, or you know show up in sensors that he shouldn't have, then I guess so. Yeah. Sure. So you, you definitely get to add your expertise to this, and I will give you a situational modifier, another plus one, because I'm imagining you mix the two, some of the two together, because you you've done this before, so you know you know how to reduce your signature. Okay. Because you uh, anticipated the security, you uh, were able to pass, but at, at a cost. Some of the th- components of your kit that are easy to detect, uh, such as uh, incendiary bypass devices or uh, various chemicals that could be sniffed, they are not included in your kit at this time. So y- you took the low-profile, pro- low-signature stuff with you. No thermal nuclear uh, safe crack. <laughs> Okay, the central core of Marsk Station is a large free-floating cylinder. And by large, I mean room-size large, not Babylon 5 large. Because the, the core does not rotate, if you are navigating around and trying to do anything fantastic, you, you would be considered clumsy, okay, except for people with zero-G expertise. Hello. Yeah, you know, like everyone else is like getting you know the uh, vice grip lock on handholds or or saying or making sure they're always touching Velcro. You're a free spirit. Well, what do you do? Because I know some of you have some ulterior motives. And do you all split up or do you huddle together like a crew? <laughs> I guess I'm working with the captain because we're going to be selling stuff. And you know, hey, if I could sit up in my little my little stand next to next to his, he is not going to sell. Immediately, because his cargo is still unloading. Because it's yeah. huge, bulky cargo, and, uh, and so is mine as well. So yeah, we're just facing. But we, we had, but we had been assigned a marketplace, and it's curious if we were assigned together or se- or in the separate areas. Actually, they're going to be in separate areas because the way the market is broken up, you have hardware, you have a food market, uh, you, you have kind of like an entertainment zone, and of course, your your goods can appear. Somewhere in between there, but the, but the net result is it's broken up into special specialties. Why do I keep right. saying specialities? You're turning British, okay? That's that's okay. what. <laughs> Damnable. <laughs> well, I want the captain to get a good. Is there any way I can give him like a, a bonus for his sales? Well, here, here's what uh, Trask wants to do. He says, you know, you're a lot better at this trading thing than I am. Uh, I'll let you handle the trade for a percentage. I have a social contract that I need to uh, obligate with the uh, station administrator. So, so it's it's going to take at least an hour to uncrate and, and have that, that all manipulated. One thing you do I'm, notice, they do not do a lot of automation. There, There is a lot of people. Clones. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I may see if I can tag a couple of Phoebe's uh, guys. Hey, you know. 
you'll have to hunt them down. They they had specific ah. places they were going, and the market was not one of them. Yeah, so they have. It starts with the word Tav and ends in the word Earn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Clones for cargo handling are included as part of the docking fees. So hmm. you probably have a couple just standing around waiting for you to say, "Put this here, put that there." <laughs> I don't even bother asking a name. I just say, put that there, put that you there, there. They're happy workers. Uh, you know, they, they live for this kind of stuff. Of course, they were designed to do so. <laughs> Jackson, what are you going to do with your goods? Yeah, we, we know there's a, a sector forum, but that's not secure. Anybody information for that? Finding information, you know, my uh, information on frozen and concentrated on it, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking for a buyer, so you need to perform an assessment to see if you can find an appropriate, discreet buyer. Let's see. And, and your influence is people, right? Uh, sure. Let's, let's go with it. It's a little about how you attempt to gain information, right? If you're using oh, sure. interviews or gossip, that's influence. Um, okay. He could so look up. Like, could you go to a registry and just look what are the people? But that, you know. People who would be interested in some things wouldn't necessarily be registered, maybe. So, oh yeah, well, go with expertise. And see if you can find information brokers that, that would benefit from uh, the data that you have. Uh, interface would be systems. Uh, expertise is more like experimentation or research. Uh, you're like in a lab. I'll, I'll get it. I'll get it eventually. <laughs> so, so you're interfacing with the sector forums to uh, find. Basically, a business listing, you know, people that would uh, benefit from this information if they had it. Oh, well, the GM will reveal uh, facts you probably wish were not true. Everyone here is heavily regulated and honest, at least what you see up front. It's like, really? So where's the black market? Usually it's right here in your B. <laughs> it's disappointing that you see nothing. You would say... There's no houses here. It's like, where's the consortium? You know, it's like all tech firms, and yeah, yeah, they they do a variety of tech. It's not all clone research. Uh, there's s several smaller companies that do research that like the privacy out here on Mars. Geta, who's that? Ata? Oh, no, no, Knox next. Uh, but you you don't see anybody obvious that would be interested in your information. That that leaves that itchy feeling uh, between your shoulder blades because nah. People aren't like that. You might have to find a, a different market for your information. And, and nudge, nudge. It's going to require you to actually get out and meet people and actually talk to them. <laughs> Maybe you can find someone with a uh, silver tongue to help you. Or they have information. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, I'm, I'm going to leave you to ponder that. And uh, we'll switch to... Uh, Phoebe real quick here. Bouncing around in Zero-G or heading out to the ring. As I mentioned earlier, there are two rings in the, and they counter-rotate. The right. far ring from where you are docked is off-limits. All, all the public stuff that you know is in the near ring that you are docked to. I'm taking the, the crew that are not uh, left on the ship to a bar or any kind of entertainment establishment. So are you taking them, or are they dragging you? No, no, I'm taking them. Cause, uh, I, I want to I buy the first round. So, like, I, I made a point that I'm, like, I'm looking out for you guys. Like, I want it, to... It's this sort of vaguely stiff, like, uh, you can trust me because I'm, I'm the boss 
move. Uh, which is probably really, really see-through, but whatever. Um, they knew you're the best boss they have. <laughs> exactly. So uh, she'll get everyone drinking. Then she'll like find whatever uh, communication equipment is available, either a personal, you know, equipment for her or a station, like a station phone or something, and she'll call up Landers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm busy putting out putting out some neo broccoli. Okay. What's up, yeah, what's up, Miss Kiergaard? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Great. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> you know that big hunk of um engine we have on you know, hanging up. The ship. Yes. Um, like obviously we need a. You would know markets, right? You could know. You could find a buyer, couldn't you? I could. So don't get me wrong. I mean, I'd love to sit and you know pick it apart and everything, but um, I think we're gonna we're gonna need to sell it. Yes. Okay. Great. Good. No. 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 What's in nope. it for me? What's in it for you? Uh, you had the okay. Uh, let's roll back to like pre pre. I think I think last time we said we acted on a tip. That you oh, that's got. Right, yes. Oh, yeah, so yeah, that's right. Yes. You would be in on it, right? Oh, okay, let's just do a little quick backtrack then. So I yeah. go, yes. Uh, I might know somebody who might be able to do something with this and we sell it for us because it's a really specialty cargo. And yes, I am using my contact skill. I know someone at the station. Cool. Is it just, boom, you know someone? Yes, Larry, it is. Read the move for, for talking. You have acquaintances and contacts all over the galaxy. When arriving anywhere civilized, and I'm assuming this is a civilized place, and introduce a contact. That NPC operates here. And let's go with a random name generator and and Norman Page. And make a note, Todd, that nowhere in this move does it say that Norman Page likes Flanders. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> can I, can I uh, further describe who Norman Page is? Okay, Norman Page works for Hyperlight Technologies. He is in human resources, but he, that also means he's involved in acquisitions and uh, uh, anything else that's more on the administrative side. Hyperlight does a lot of high-tech research into jump drive technologies and, and, and stuff like that. They're mainly a more of the research think tank than the actual building of hyperdrives. But they are certainly the type of people that'd be interested in tearing something like this apart and learning more about it. Yes, I know Norman Bay. I can introduce you to him, and then you can work with him about selling this. Whoa, or, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean introduce uh, me to him? He's your contact. You're, you're the salesman. Yeah, yes. I don't say necessarily Norman actually kind of likes me that much. Well, he's not going to like me either. There's a difference. Norman Light would like you better. Yeah, but I wouldn't like him. He's what does he do? He's in personnel. He hires and fires people and also acquires things. Yeah, I, I hate him already. All right, I mean, but I I have to deal with the captain's captain stuff first. You know, the the, the produce yeah, is not going to sell itself. Fine, I'll I'll come with you whenever you're done with the captain stuff, and uh, you know we'll take it from there. That's the case, and I may ask. To borrow one of your crew to demonstrate the entertainment gear I have. What do you mean, demonstrate? It's a uh, VR augmented reality system. With seven levels of vibration. <laughs> All right, so uh, Phoebe will just lean away from the, the, the payphone or whatever and just shout, Prize! Haul <laughs> um, <laughs> ass to, to the markets! Not yet, not yet, not yet. They, they haven't even delivered my, can, my container yet. She doesn't need I'll... <laughs> <laughs> Or the information's not passed on. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Price is like mid beer, and it's it just kind of like looks at you like, 
What the? Landers needs you. Look, we need someone with expertise. Go on. Go. Go, go. She I'll save the good for you. <laughs> rolls her eyes the other way. Fine. Uh, it was free beer, so can't complain. No. <laughs> of course, when she leaves, I'll sit down and drink her beer. <laughs> okay. Hey. Omega. Yeah. So you have this package on your back. It's and Omega is very uncomfortable in this place. Because you you have the eye, you notice that at least 50% of the population is cloned. Yeah, that's even why if, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> even if you know they change their hairstyles and their clothes, it's it's like your clone R is going off going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nobody's in, in a high-level position. Anything that approaches menial stuff, uh, clerks, uh, dock handlers, janitorial staff, they were all decanted. And yes, it is downright creepy because the free clone count, if you could figure that out, is one, starting with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured that out. The rest of the crew's off doing their thing, so I'm going to do what I plan to do, but I'm going to do it in a little more surreptitious fashion. There are some things for my project that I need that I don't have. Let's go with face adversity. That seems to be a very uh, general purpose handy uh, move. <laughs> Okay, you are trying to avoid observation on a station full of people. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. I, I guess, how are you trying to be surreptitious? Would it be that fall under physique? I'm still getting a, a hang for this. I know, I've, I've read the book cover to cover twice, and it's still just not soaking in in real time. It's not always obvious. Like, do you think it's athletics, endurance, strength, or health? Because it seems to me that it's either stealth or knowledge. Let's go with influence, because it sounds more like you're trying to blend in than be a ninja. Okay, plus one then. Bit tough with all the... Oh, sorry. (laughs) Yikes! I don't do a very good job of blending in, apparently. Awesome. Hey, aren't you Nova? (laughs) (laughs) As you're in the process of blending in, a uh, complete stranger reaches out and grabs a hold of your elbow and flashes a badge at you. Just smiles and says, Station security, please come with me. Oh boy. How's that for for failed stealth? (laughs) It's definitely failed. I guess there's an unspoken what do you do? (laughs) Yes, I gotta remember that. (laughs) What what do you do? Gonna go with them, I guess. There's no point in causing a scene. You're not gonna pretend you're you're the the glitter glam star and go, Get your hands off me! Do you know who I am? No, because that's not in his personality. You, you are escorted to a small, private room. The, you assume, officer invites you to sit down at a uh, chair. It's, it's a very comfortable setting. He sits down, steeples his fingers, just kind of looks at you. Again, it's, it's, a, it's a really strange look. Like he's, He automatically assumes that you're, I don't know, a witch or something. Just It, it just, you, you pick up that negative vibe. So, what is the purpose of your visit here? Stopping off with my crew for supplies and to sell things. I noticed you were not heading in the general direction of the market. What were you planning to sell? I wasn't planning on selling anything. As a matter of fact, I'm looking for something. Are you aligned with any particular corporation? Uh, no. Not that I know of. I'll reiterate <laughs> that certain parts of the station are dedicated to highly sensitive research, and you're not authorized to access to those areas. Any instance of 
sabotage or industrial espionage will be frowned upon and severely disciplined. He just looks confused right now. <laughs> it's just any insurrection, any disruption of the normal working populace will be disciplined. Sir, I have no intention of doing any of those things. Good. We'll be watching. Have a nice day. Any motions uh, that you can leave? Which I do. I'm not staying there for one more second. <laughs> if we had aspects, you'd be tagged with eyes everywhere. <laughs> and, and then you start realizing, now that you're more paranoid, that there are eyes everywhere. Anyway, you just want to leave with that warm and fuzzy thought. What do you do? <laughs> well, um, I'm not going back to where I was, that's for sure. I'm going to go check out the actual sales stalls. Maybe they have what I need. Interesting. Off to the market we go. Let's get back to Jason. I got plates out and some of that, and, you know, so I can cut samples up of various things that are sampleable. Not everything is sampleable. And I, and I see, of course, is it misprice? You don't know, but that's probably a safe bet. Now, as he mispriced approach, I look up at her and go, he sent you, didn't he? She sent me, but yes. I'm not, even, I'm not even ready to go deal with the hyperdrive yet. Would you mind helping me? Um, I point to the, um, you could hand out samples. You get that look on your face like, you think I would actually touch something that came out of the earth? <laughs> I don't think I'm rated for this. Can you break something? Give me something to do. I'll pull up my uh, commune and look and see if my uh, container has been put into the entertainment section of this market already or not. Several sealed crates are in transit. Well, I can't trust those two. I point to thing one, thing two. Did you <laughs> any- uh, <laughs> matter of fact, after you're, you're done <laughs> unpacking the crates, they're like looking and like, do you have any further need of our assistance? Not this time. And off and they go. Yes. This <laughs> is probably going back into the pool. I sit back. This Kiergaard is um, shaking my head. She's rather skilled, but uh, it's, it's more of a general knowledge. The hyperdrive would be, she'd be perfect to help me sell the damn thing. And not selling broccoli and uh, heritage potatoes, yeah. She pokes at a thing and says, is that a carrot? Yes, that's this normal color, purple. Beautiful thing here, though, is if you take her, remember that she's from she's on loan from Nakamoto. If she discovers something... <laughs> that <we> should have. <laughs> That's brilliant. This is. I have to do this first for the captain. Can't you hire someone? A professional hawker? I just give her a sideways look. That's what I do. I sell things. I stand up. You know, I look around. So, are you tired of, of bland, bland food? <laughs> <laughs> and I go into a sales pitch, right, you know, at that point, and start extolling the virtues of all this produce. Juanita waves a hand at you to dismiss you and says, I've got a beer calling my name. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay. There is no loyalty there. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't work for us. She's on loan. Uh, I probably owe Nakamoto for, for her contract, yeah. So it's coming out of Phoebe's budget then. All right. And, and in theory, Juanita does report to Phoebe and, and yeah. then to the captain. Juanita's, it's kind of weird. It's like she, she spends a lot of time hovering over the, the jump drive uh, console, uh, checking numbers and stuff like that. She, she's a jump drive babysitter might be one way to describe her. Hmm. All right, so I yeah, I guess I'm going. I'm going. I'm hawking the the produce. Should I make a, like a barter roll for that? Sure, go All with right. barter. 
This I is see. class two cargo, so woohoo. Well I make sure I'm gonna burn that foodie data point. So I'm burning the foodie data point, and that gives me a total of plus three then. Eight. So Fortunately eight. you don't have a helper, so nobody could bump your success up to ten. You find a uh administrative type that comes over, looks at food, is really interested in it, especially the DNA <laughs> of the food, and is willing to trade you a cargo conta- container of cloned miners. All in cryosleep, of course. They're still in the vat. They're considered class one. This would probably fall under the odd, distasteful, or bizarre. Are you spelling miners M-I-N-O-R-S or M-I-N-E-R-S? I haven't okay. specified. To be honest, you know, they're clones. Flanders is a bit of a sociopath, so they have their cargo. <laughs> so you don't <laughs> care, or...? I'm just debating on what the market is for them. If they're miners with an E, then yeah, next time we go to some place that needs people to do work and so forth, I guess they're all trained. Now, if they're the other kind, that means, okay, well, we're going to some place, well, not sure what the people are using them for at that point, unless they're planning to, to grow them up and teach them. Make a commitment. Which one are they? Safer side, they're miners with an E. They're basically okay. trained miners. Uh, in that case, make an assessment roll. So get to use my expertise in this? Sure. Thirteen. Wow. Okay, give yourself a data point. Yes, they're miners. They're something like factory rejects because they, they are dumb as a box of rocks. They're still hard workers and everything, but uh, they'll probably require an extra layer of supervision to actually do the job that they're supposed to do on their own. So it's like, we bred them to be extra strong and durable. Yeah, there was a cost. <laughs> <laughs> So they're still considered plus one cargo. It's just they're not your standard independent uh, operator. Uh, Did he take most of the, or did he just take a sampling, or? For something of that size, you're looking cargo container for cargo container. Basically, you're trading your class twos for part of class class one. Yeah, I think I'll turn it down, because we have class two, so I'm going to turn him down then. Well, here's my card, in case you, you need some strong backs. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll jump around a little bit. Jackson, you, I imagine, are probably kind of depressed since you didn't find uh, any obvious uh, buyers for your data. There's, of course, multiple layers of information. Let's see, are you actually trying to deep infiltrate hack a system, or are you just doing more of a uh, market survey? Figuring out what sort of research there is going on in the station, maybe I can find somebody who's interested in hyperdrive technology. <laughs> okay. It doesn't take much information at all to realize that the lion's share of research is handled by Second Life. But there are other technology companies involved. And there's one in particular called Hyperlight Technologies that appears to specialize in the research of jump drive technologies and improvements. They're not like a shipyard manufacturer. They're more of a think tank and theoretical group with some engineering nerds from the look of the uh, list of the staff that you can find on on the uh, sector net. So that that's the obvious level of information. Dig a little deeper into that. What I can find there. Okay, so access is interface. So you did get in. Okay, what juicy bit of information did you get? 
right before the firewall uh, flared up and said, Thou shall not pass. Well, what are details on the drive that we got on the ship? For some mysterious reason, nobody poked at it. It is a big black box with strange writing on it. And by strange, I mean casual observation has not made a match with any of the known civilized languages. Hmm. Oh, I'll send a few things So the research as uh, why do they have archaeologists on staff? Oh, cool. Do you want to stay and dig further, knowing there's a risk? I think I have uh, what I need there. Okay. Time to burn your trail. How were you connecting uh, to them? Were you using a, uh, a public sector terminal, or were you using uh, some of your personal technology? Some public, not get directly back to me. Okay. In that case, uh, let's do a face adversity roll. You choose uh, your, your stat that you think would be most appropriate, because eventually station security is going to try to home in on you. Nice! You are such a ghost in the machine. You can see security. They're walking around with handheld units, trying to find illegal hotspots and other ways of accessing the uh, network system. And you are so shut down so tight that they walk right by you like you're invisible. Maybe. She's just sort of mentally preparing to have to deal with these, like, suits and and their clone bullshit. So she's not... I mean, she's pissed off. She's pissed that she has to do that. Yeah, she's she's just gonna uh, she's gonna leave and take a walk around the station, cool off. With yourself, or are you gonna leave the rest of the crew to recreate? Yeah, she leaves the rest of the her engineer engineers in the in the bar after taking a, a walk and just cas- casually soaking up the uh, culture. You start to realize that you are a pretty distinct looking individual. Most people wear white and gray soft tones uh, reminiscent of Second Life employees. Even the non-employees, such as the clones, tend towards deliberately bland clothing. So they blend into the background. And that kind of rubs off uh, on the local populace. And then you turn a corner, and it's like your eyeballs are seared because you enter... A, a nice, generically white uniform, soft-curved plastic open area, and there's just dozens and dozens of people dressed in colorful suits and gowns, and they're doing some kind of ritual. Whoa. At a three-four step. And they actually appear to be smiling and happy, and, and there's some muted music, but it's not overpowering. And it's like you can appreciate the precision engineering of whatever they're doing. Huh. I think she'll be, you know, strangely fascinated and just like ogle it for a while. Some of the people glance your way, some curious, some inviting, but no one seems willing to uh, break up the uh, dance until the music pauses. And it's all very polite and it's very ancient looking but modern at the same time. It's bizarre simply because it is such a contrast to the majority of what the station looks like, which right. is so clean, sanitary, bland that it's almost painful. If she's never come across this side of sort of thing before, like ballroom dancing, she wouldn't have the same connotations I do. I don't think she would immediately like make the connection, oh, this is a hoity-toity thing. But it's, it's, she... it's an equivalent of a public square, though. It's like you didn't burst into some, some private dance hall or anything. Indeed. So yeah, I think she's mystified and fascinated. Well, stuff happens to come your way when one of the ladies walks up to you 
smiles and says, like, oh, dear, that won't do at all. <laughs> says, come, come, come with me. Uh, wh- what? Th- that's not the current fashion. It's fine. It's what I wear. Well, you can't dance like that. Who the hell says I'm dancing? Then <laughs> <laughs> she goes and puts her fingers to her lips. Oh, you're a wallflower. A what? A wallflower. And she smiles, points over to uh, one of the far walls, and then you realize, oh, that must be the spectator section. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and she walks over there. <laughs> well, like, the is, ballroom. Is it like a place where you sit or stand, or what are you supposed to do? Maybe she doesn't know, and she's like standing there awkwardly. Well, there's a little bit of both. Uh, there's even people sitting there taking notes and scoring, you think. In that case, she'll she'll sit down beside someone who's, like, writing something, lean over and go, so, who's winning? It's an older gentleman. He literally chuckles at that and says, well, according to this, the Bartos over there are are just amazing. I don't see any team tags. Looking over his notes, you realize, you know, it's not English as you know it. (laughs) All right. (laughs) There, There are terms there that I have no idea what that is. <laughs> and uh, you, you do get the impression that there is a, a roster and that there are teams of men and women and men and men and women and women dancing. One thing that is immediately obvious is you don't see anything that would look like a name of, of a clone. These all appear to be uh, natural-born people with a lot of free time on their hands. So where do you make the bets? That will get a raised eyebrow. Did uh, <laughs> you like haul out? I don't know if we were using like, what, are we using some kind of hard currency or is it all ele- electronic? For the most part, especially for major transactions, it's electronic. There are such things as script. You currently do not have any station script on you. All right. You would actually have to go to like a, to a kiosk and transfer credits to local currency. And that case, she'll, she'll fish out her card and go like, so I have funds. He'll put his hand and push the card back. My dear. We're strictly all amateurs here. We don't have a professional setup. Enjoy the spectacle. Looks pretty professional to me. Practice does make perfect. Well, and, 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 it's, <laughs> and, and, and it's weird because yeah, like, the music is quiet enough that you can hear the scrapes of feet, the swishes of uh, skirts. It's it's weird because it's like all of them know the song already. Uh. So it's it's not quite like they're... Dancing to no music, but it's close. Just <laughs> we'll leave her there uh, until it's time to like go do something unpleasant because uh, <laughs> you know, this is the perfect distraction. It's so weird. And because of the way they rotate, it's like you eventually get to see everybody pass in front of you. So it's, it's almost like a, a, a gear within a gear spinning around a, centr- a center hub, but there's no one in the center hub. Maybe it's all little mechanics. You're not sure. <laughs> Beautiful. I would love to have Omega run into this one. It's entirely possible, depending where you wander. We know where you're not going. Let's jump to Omega, then. You have chosen to wander and realize that you have eyes on you. So I'm just going to wander away from the marketplace, because anything I buy could or could not be considered an act of aggression. (laughs) In in that case, since, since we have the setup, you wander into in from a different corner into th- this dancing square. You don't immediately uh, see Phoebe, but you do notice one curious thing. As you enter the area, 
one of the clones that you think were following you stops, almost like hit a wall, and does not enter the square. That's interesting. And, of course, there is the room full of dancers. From your background, you recognize what they're doing. Yeah, it's Um, ballroom dancing. And I probably know most of the steps, too. But it's not quite uh, the speed of your originator, which means it probably appeals to you more. Yeah, it kind of does. I'm going to look around and see who does and does not have a partner and how they're dressed and, you know, just kind of try to take in everything around me that is unique or unusual. They make an effort to be hoity-toity, but they are definitely not tied to archaic materials. So there is some tasteful neons and synthetic materials mixed in with uh, historical reenactment garb. Most of the suits are more of a modern cut. The steps are old, but the people are new. Would be a good way to describe it. And it won't take you long to to find the wallflower section and and to see the very out-of-place Phoebe sitting there, taking it all in. Oh, my God. (laughs) He's going to walk over there. Well, maybe kind of two-step over there so he doesn't step on anybody's toes. Put his hand on Phoebe's shoulder. That will be a start. Phoebe, you weren't expecting your space to be interrupted. Yeah, yeah, I'm probably, like, mesmerized by the strange procession. So, yeah, she'll jerk and, like, look up. Oh, don't, yeah, don't do that again. What are you doing here? I'm watching the ritual. Ritual? It's a competition, right? She looks over to the older gentleman. Uh, He kind of, like, nods and flashes the uh, scorecard that he has. And then you realize, wait a minute, he's using pencil and paper? Yeah, that's what I was thinking about right then. <laughs> Eventually, the song comes to an end, and all the dancers swirl out into, the, into their own corners. There's tables and chairs scattered around the other sides of the dance area. Some of the women actually break out fans, as in a hand fan that you unfold and wave it to cool off. It's intricate. And low-tech at the same time. Well, I'm confused. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I shouldn't hijack your scene. Phoebe, come with me for a second. Uh, Sure, excuse us. And because it's it's very out of character for him, but there's something in him, something in his programming that just he has to dance. Oh, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) He is dragging Phoebe by the hands into the middle of the dance floor. What the hell are you doing? She's not stopping you, but she's like, what's happening? He will find the band and, like, motion at them. The the music is electronic, but that does mean there's probably the equivalent of a DJ, uh, even if all he has is a handheld that he uh, programs it up. It should be easy enough to spot him, because he's probably the one looking the most horrified. All right, well, then I will wave at him. (laughs) Is he the one wearing the the young person here wearing sunglasses, though? No. He's got a powdered wig. Yeah, you got to be outlandish and still be in. Okay, okay, powdered wig. This is this is a cult. Okay, it's now obvious that it's a cult. <laughs> no, no, it's worse than that. It's otaku. <laughs> that is uh, a cult. <laughs> at first, he's horrified. Then his eyes widen with recognition. Oh God! And he cues up. Is it faster than what they were dancing to or not? If he thinks he knows who I am, he might play one of my songs. Or one of Nova's songs. He plays one of Nova's love ballads. Oh, okay. 
<laughs> Have fun with that, guys. He's gonna start to dance with Phoebe. Okay. So, so, what do we roll on? Trainwreck? <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't want to fail miserably in front of all these people. Like Face adversity. <laughs> and Phoebe also doesn't want to like just leave because that means you have to. She has to go back to um, dealing with bullshit. So. <laughs> Some kind of face adversity, I would guess. Sure, go with face adversity. You can choose whether it's uh, backbone or uh, dexterity, whether whether you want to use metal or or physical for this. Oh, that's such a good point. She's good at athletics and all that stuff, but I think she's worse. I think this is more of a, like, discipline and and keeping your cool. (laughs) And this is not, not something she does all the time. I think it might be metal. Because I think this is like just keeping your cool and going with the flow kind of thing. Omega, mm. yeah, you're a partner in this. You can get involved and tr- try distract and uh, steer Phoebe if you think that would be appropriate. Yeah, since I'm pretty sure she can't dance. <laughs> um, also, you're also you're obviously leading. Maybe. <laughs> well, pretty much has to. Here's my roll, and when you see what I roll, you can determine if you want to get involved and change my result up or down with your with get involved. I don't know. Oh, you really, really want to get involved? Yeah, I want to get involved. Um, don't have I don't know what that move is, so you're gonna have to tell me. Okay, so when you get involved to help, you choose a way you you're helping either with yeah, like your athletics or stealth or accuracy or something. Um, I think this might be the seek if you're covering for all my horrible mistakes. Yeah, I thought it might be expertise, actually, because I'm programmed this way. I'll totally leave it up to Todd. I was thinking either physique if you're main handling Phoebe into the proper patterns, or influence if you are talking to her and steering her along. Well, yeah, I'm not strong enough to manhandle her, so I'm talking to her. You got this. <laughs> a little more to the right, a little to the left. Dip. <laughs> so let's make a roll there, Omega. So see if you can salvage this. Oh! Since it was a failure on metal, Phoebe freezes. How's that sound? Can, can, I, can I do that as a GM? Yes, yes, absolutely. It's like trying to drag around cordwood. <laughs> I'm probably going to give up and just dance on my own in that case. The song is shorter than you remember it, and you, and you get a few polite golf claps. Then uh, the DJ starts queuing up uh, a more traditional song in the next set for the ballroom group. Maybe it just gets out of there. <laughs> Thank you for ruining a perfectly interesting experience. <laughs> Bonnie, with her face the same color as her, as her outfit. Well, are you going to follow, follow the mortified Phoebe out? Yes, yes I am. I, th- I think that's a good place for a rotation, or is this a good place for a wrap-up? Oh my goodness, yeah. We could, okay. we could wrap up and, and have a like short talk about stuff, if you want. Sure. Of course, the first thing to throw out, does anyone think they uh, hit one of their advancement goals? Not yet. I could have, but I decided to turn it down. Because greed is more powerful yes. than XP. <laughs> yes. I almost did. Now, I know Jackson for sure did a criminal thing and got away with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Dirk, for being on point with the XP. (laughs) (laughs) The only person who's on point with the XP. Although, I think we were close to getting mine. A statement starts or ends a fight. Like, because we're really close to getting into... It depends on how you read fight. And I was close to mine, too, because the relationship changes drastically. You know what? Maybe it actually did. 
because now I don't trust you. <laughs> well, uh, now I really, really don't trust Omega. Like, I found Omega maybe slightly less creepy because Omega is a clone that is like a person, more of a person, a real person. So you don't always think about it in the same way that Frick and Frack are totally weird. But now, like, okay, fair enough. If if, he, if that's you know if that reads not drastically enough, um, no XP. Let, let me ask, how do you feel? If you feel that, like, yeah, Omega's a creep, sure. I, I am totally w- willing, to, uh, if, if you're willing to play that up as needed, that uh, Omega is kind of a bully. Not a bully so much as, like, just you can't trust Omega to have to, well, okay, yeah, part bully. Yeah, bu- I guess bully is a decent uh, description. What was that, Dirk? The, the net result is Omega, whether with good intentions or not, put the serious cultural burn and uh, insecurity into your back. Yes, so, yes, yes, beautiful. So, I don't like that. I'm going to avoid Omega in the future. <laughs> or at least trusting Omega. I've got a broken bone. Uh, should I just walk it off or talk to the doc? <laughs> <laughs> I've visited the red light district. I probably need to see Omega for something. And if I remember correctly, anytime anyone advances, the group gets an advance, yes? Yes. yes. To experience center, or how's yeah. that? Yeah, I, I think there's a track that you mark. Uh, I believe it's five boxes. I think it's uh, equal to the number of skills you have, currently. Uh, we all have four skills, so it would be four boxes then? When a character has earned experience equal to their current number of skills, their player does the following in order. Expand their accumulated experience points. Two, choose a new skill from the career they were advancing. Three, give up their current advancement method. Four, choose a new advancement method, either in the same career or in the new career. All right, so we're halfway there. Awesome. And no one's pulled a gun yet. Woohoo! <laughs> I think we did pretty well. Like, I slipped a couple of times. That happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, generally speaking, I, I liked where everyone was going. Good work, Todd. Um, it's tough, you know, jumping into a new system and running it. And if you haven't ever run a play, uh, powered by the apocalypse type system, it can be an, a little extra daunting to GM. But I think you did fine. You considered the fiction, went to a, an appropriate move. You asked when you weren't sure, stuff like that. So cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. very cool. <laughs> <laughs> at like, least it's I, not a train wreck. So woo, no, that's next. Not that's, at all. Next, that's next session. And I mean, it's expected for the first session to be a little slower when we sort of find our pace and our place and our uh, drama, if you will. And I'm looking forward to like meeting or dealing, you know, dealing and double dealing with the whole um, engine situation. Yeah, we're working towards that. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting the the, uh, the players and the pieces in motion. And mm-hmm. uh, of course, anytime that we add to the fiction, daydreamy me says, "Okay, well, we got Norman. Nor- what's Norman's angle? What debts does he have? You know, that kind of thing." That is what you should be doing now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Should be going. Hmm. I wonder what they, what angle they have. I wonder who they are affiliated with. <laughs> and I kind of mentioned that our relationship was cordial. Well, we don't know yet. He could love yeah. you, but but have yeah. you know strings uh, attached or something. You might be able to leverage some of your data points. Yeah, there, there's mm-hmm. a lot of ways to play that. What were the two leftover ones? The three I got left are practical jokes, boredom, and ballroom dancing, of which we've only encountered the last two. Yeah. And if it's so, my the practical jokers out there yet. That that requires a level of 
trust or a level yeah. of malice, depending on the situation. Yeah. Actually, no. If you think about, maybe we did encounter one of the practical jokers. He tried to sell me a, c- a container of brain dead miners. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else have any like thoughts or stuff? Well, right. thank you all for a, yep. a fun game. I'm glad we're yep. getting some personality going on here, mm-hmm. yeah. and the tone will be up and down. I I, I do have some roller coaster planning in, in in store. If if you thought things were a little bit too slow, I wanted to set the stage, and I, I think we're going a long way towards that. That this place openly isn't nefarious. It is clean and tidy, organized and secure. What are you talking about? It's super nefarious. All the the, 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 the numbered clones <laughs> and, and like it's super creepy. <laughs> Pretending not to be. that might even be a better description. Super creepy and pretending not to be. Th- thank you all for a wonderful session and I, I look forward to picking this one up. Well y'all take care and yeah. uh Catch y'all later. Bye-bye. Bye. How many of you people uh, remember the the 80s uh, movie Weird Science? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally got that in my head. No, Ungo Boingo going going around. Another title to write down to check out later. If you want to contact us, we have a Facebook page. We started a Google Plus community. There's our forums, sundayskypers.freeforums.org. There's email, sundayskypers at zoho.com. That's sundayskypers, all one word, at zoho.com. And of course, there's always telepathy.